I want to speak to you this afternoon as the Lord gives help on the great subject of salvation. It's a tremendous thing to be saved. You know, the Bible speaks about being saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. I noticed that when God looked on his work at creation, he said it was good. He said it was very good. That was true. But when he speaks about the salvation of the soul, the salvation that would fit a man or woman or boy or girl for heaven, he calls it great. And the question is asked in Hebrews 2 and verse 3, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? You know, there are things in life that you might neglect and you'll get through maybe not so bad. But you cannot afford to neglect the matter of salvation. If you miss this salvation, let me assure you, you're going to miss heaven. And if you miss heaven, I say to you kindly, but definitely, you will not miss hell. You'll notice how vital this matter is of being saved. I want you to notice in my first reading, the must of salvation. That was a message of the Apostle Peter as he stood before the high priest of Israel and all his family circle, he reminded them that the one that they had crucified was the very same one that God had raised from the dead. Peter put it like this, the stone which you builders rejected, the same has become the head of the corner. Then said Peter, neither is there salvation in any other. There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. You see, this matter of getting saved is absolutely vital. It's absolutely essential. I'm glad I can tell you this afternoon that you could be saved. I want to give you hope at the very outset of my remarks. That was a message that I read off in John 3 and 17. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. There is a possibility you could get saved this afternoon. That's why God sent his son. That's why the Savior suffered on account of sin at the cross. He did it all that you might be saved. But Peter here was saying not only that we might be saved, he said we must be saved. This matter of getting saved, I say to you again, is absolutely vital. I want you to notice in Acts 16, this jailer at Philippi, he learnt the must of salvation, and he learnt it very quick. You know, his story gives me great confidence in the preaching of the gospel. I judge that when this man went to bed at night, he had little thought about his sin, little thought about his soul, and little thought about salvation. But he was saved before the morning. What happened, you say? Well, God sent an earthquake in, into the city that not only shook the foundation of the buildings, but shook the foundation of the man. He un, un, understood, I have God to meet, and all I have is my sin. Brought him in before two preachers of, of the gospel with only one question on, on his mind. Sirs, what must I do to be saved. You see, he had learned the must of salvation. And more than that, he was going to learn the means of salvation. What a question. What must I do to be saved? 
You notice he didn't say, what must we do to be saved? His wife wasn't saved. None of the fam family in the house were saved. But he understands this business of getting saved is a very personal matter. What must I do to be saved? What did they t tell him? You know, I was think thinking, if the man had asked me that question, I might well have said to him, you know, sir, you should start coming to the meet meetings that we're ha having. We're having great meetings down at the riverside, and God is working, and souls are get get getting saved. You should start attending the meetings. But they had more sense than that. It's good to come to the meet meetings now. Don't misunderstand me. But before the man could have got to a meet meeting, he could have been in eternity. What did they say, say to him? I like the way that Luke puts it. Luke says, and they said, you know, the question was asked to two preachers, Paul and Silas. But it just seems that the two men responded at once. And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. This is the means of God's salvation. You know, Paul didn't say to him, now you should try this. And Silas said, well, if that didn't work, you could try some, something else. No, no. There is only one means whereby you and I can be saved. It's faith alone in Christ alone. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. You know, salvation is on the principle of faith. It's not of works. Not a fact, I, we read in Ephesians 2 and 8, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. Faith in Christ. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Depend upon him. Rest upon Christ. You say, why should I put my trust, and why should I rest upon the Lord Jesus? Because he is your only hope. He is the only Savior. We've read that already in Acts 4 and 12. Neither is there salvation in any other. There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Put your faith, put your confidence, put your trust in the Son of God. For he was the only one who was competent to deal with your sin and mine. Mind you, it meant for him the laying down of his life. It meant for him the shedding of his precious blood. But he did it all that you and I might be saved and fill a place in heaven. I wonder this afternoon, have you learned the must of salvation? We must be saved because we are lost. That's a great lesson to learn. But the means of salvation is faith alone in the Son of God. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And what a promise. Thou shalt be saved. I read further down the chapter of this man. He believed in God with all his house. He took God at his word. If this is what God says, I'll depend upon it. I'll rest upon it. I'll put my trust alone in Christ. What a promise. Thou shalt be saved. But I've read another verse. I've called it the missing of salvation. Here are a people and they say, the harvest is past. The summer has ended and we are not saved. 
I say to you this afternoon, what a harvest it, it, it has been. You know, the Lord Jesus in John chapter 12 spoke about himself as a corn of wheat, except a corn of wheat would fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He was a solitary, delightful corn of wheat. At that spring day at Golgotha, he fell into the ground and died. But what a harvest. You know, I read in Acts chapter 2, 3,000 souls saved. I read later on, the number began to be about 5,000. I read, many of the priests were obedient to the faith. And on and on it has gone to this very day. What a harvest of souls there has been, all because of the work of Christ upon the cross. But here are a people, and they say, the harvest is past. The in-gathering is over. For one of these days, the last soul will be saved in this day of grace. And the harvest will be complete, all safely gathered in. The harvest is past, they say. The summer is ended. You know, the summer is the time of opportunity. You can do things in the summer that you can't do in the winter. And they say, the harvest is past. The ingathering is over. And the opportunity is gone. And we are not saved. I appeal to you this afternoon, whatever else you miss in life, do not miss Christ. Do not miss this great salvation that is offered to, to you today. I trust you have learnt the must of it. We must be saved because we are lost. The means of salvation, it is simply by putting one's trust in Christ. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. I appeal to you, don't miss it or you'll miss Christ and miss heaven. Shall we pray? Our Father, we thank thee for the great salvation that thou hast provided. It has cost thee much, cost thee the giving of thine own Son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We thank thee for all the Savior endured upon the cross. Thank thee for the one that was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. Thank thee for the one that bore the awful load of our sin and provided salvation at such a cost. We long that someone this afternoon would simply accept salvation on thy terms, and that is simply faith alone in Christ alone. We commit thy word to thee. We thank thee for the opportunity of declaring it, and we know that thy word is able to make one wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. We thank thee for all that have heard it, for all that have come, and pray thy blessing upon thy word in the valued name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.